I'm recording in my bedroom again with a USB mic. So I don't know if there's going to, oh. I don't know if there's going to be theme music because I don't feel like adding it in after the fact. I like doing it in real time. Oh, okay. Do you want me to do it? No, no, there just won't okay. be theme music two, two weeks in a row. No theme music. People can, t- why people can deal. What? It's, oh, it makes me feel so unsettled because I don't, there's no neat in or out. <laughs> yes, we should have. I mean, listen, you get on me about being professional or having some sort of structure. And now you're like, guess what? Just no theme music. Yeah, that's fine. There can still be structure without theme music. Just pretend you're. Well, that is part of, that's an integral part of the structure. Just pretend you're eavesdropping in on a conversation like you always do at a restaurant or at a bank while you're waiting in line. I've wanted to start going up to people who are on the phone having loud conversations and just like pointing in their face and saying, not an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should start it and see how long until I get punched or shot. <laughs> I don't think that the majority of people that are having loud conversations are having lo- loud conversations because they think it's interesting. I know. I think I, it's because, yeah, yeah. I, sure. You're, I know you're saying it's like, well, what purpose is that going to serve? It's still calling yeah. them out. But No, but they're not doing it. You got you to gotta call them out on the right thing. No, because they don't. It's like you're not the only person in this world. So could you please be quiet? I don't want to hear your comment. You can't call them out that way. You can't say. You're speaking too loudly. They don't give a shit. They'll just speak even more loudly. It's like in a movie theater these days when somebody is being loud. And I know that people in media are like, shut up. And then the person <laughs> and then the person gets uh, uh, angry and they double down and they are louder at that point. And you're in New York. Like, hey, fuck you. Get out of this thing. I don't know. I apparently... New York movie going audiences are more sophisticated than. Oh, yes, because of the culture of theater. In the New uh, they, it's true. Christina went to the Midtown mm-hmm. Art Cinema and said that the audience was laughing at weird places and uh, reacting in a strange way to points that weren't supposed to be reacted to. So I don't know. What was she watching? Schindler's List? No, she went and saw the. Uh, the uh, Priscilla movie, Sofia Coppola. Oh, did she like it? Yeah, she said it was fine. That well, Sofia Coppola just has such a moody sort of vibe, so I feel like I might like it for that reason. But I don't know if the movie would actually be very good. I think she said it was okay until Priscilla got with Elvis, and then it was just Elvis being an idiot and saying, "I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. forgive me." For being a pig. Yeah, I guess. Being a drug addict pig. She said it was very strange. Also, movies right now are shit to go to because every movie theater is playing the Taylor Swift uh, concert film, which I look, I have no problem with it. People are going to see it. She circumvented the the major studios, you know, got the release that she needed. It's setting an example for maybe movies moving forward to release movies. I have no problem with it other than apparently – because everyone's singing along and the music is blasted that you can be in a theater next to it. <laughs> and in moments of quiet, you hear it and it kind of takes you out of your own movie because Taylor Swift is, <sighs> I, I was going to name a song, but I realized I cannot name a blank space. It's me. Blank space, right? Hi. I don't know. What's blank space. I think that that's a Taylor Swift song. How's it go? I don't know. Blank space where your head used to be. Blank space. <laughs> Yes, blank space. Because I heard the uh, the cover. What was the dude who did the cover? 
of all her songs. Oh, I really like that. Brian Adams. Ryan Adams. Oh, Ryan Adams. How dare you? You call him Brian. <laughs> Brian, he'll leave the stage. <laughs> Which was fucking ridiculous. Yes, I know it's annoying. I am sure. I, I 100% sure it is annoying as fuck. Your name is Ryan Adams. How many times do you yeah. hear from people, Brian Adams, <laughs> the person thinking they're original and funny? I would be tired too. But when this is similar to telling the person in the movie theater to shut up, when you double down and you get angry, <laughs> then you invite a whole new group <laughs> yeah. of people in, not people who just think they're funny, but people who want to agitate you. And I mean, listen, someone with that name should understand that that is going to happen and that you should give people the benefit of the doubt that they've made a mistake. And if they are making the joke, then give them a little razzle about you know, them making the same joke that you've heard a billion times. I mean, I have been through it my whole life with my name, Autumn. Where's your sister spring? You got a sister summer. Like, <laughs> he should have just brought, I maybe I know he covered summer of 69 at some point. Finally, it's what he should have done from the start. He's like, just, okay. Yeah. He should have just been in a, I don't even know which is different now. Which one is Brian and which one's Ryan? Brian Adams. Brian is the one from the nineties. No. 80s, yeah, well, 90s. yes. Eighties, nineties. Yes. Summer of 69, right. Ryan Adams is uh, the guy who was probably a little pretentious and you probably wouldn't want to talk to in real yeah. life. Singer songwriter. But he did the he did the uh, the Robin Hood soundtrack theme. Maybe. Isn't that him? No, it's true. Oh, yeah. Everything <laughs> I, do. I didn't know that was the Robin Hood soundtrack theme, but I do it for you. If you're Brian Adams, you, you shut everyone down up front. You embrace it for a few shows. You don't have to go the rest of your life. The people who think they're funny, you've already cut them off at the pass. You've made the joke. And the people who want to annoy you aren't going to try because you're saying you can't annoy me with that. So they're going to back off. So you should have just done it. From That's Ryan. That's Ryan Adams. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Brian Adams gets the reverse. <laughs> I don't think so either. Maybe he does. Maybe people say... Hey, Brian Adams, play Blank Space by Ryan Adams, which is a cover of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Be a snake eating its own tail. Oh, he, he did that. I'm going to run to you from uh, the Vice City soundtrack. <laughs> when the feeling's right, I'm going to run to you. The video game with Tim Rhodes' protagonist. <laughs> I don't know how many people listening know what that is. <laughs> it is real specific. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's probably plenty of people who remember Tim Rhodes from 96 Rock. But I, even then, it's like, yeah. do you remember what he looked like? Probably not. Well, if you know what the guy from Vice City looks like, that's what <laughs> Tim Rhodes looks like. Not to be confused. And if you don't know what the guy from Vice City looks like, but you do know what Tim Rhodes looks like, that's what the guy from Vice City looks like. Not to be confused with Tom Rhodes, the comedian oh my god and everyone asks tom rhodes to do that bit about um uh who's that stunt man super dave uh yeah super no is it super yeah, dave super dave osborne no it's no it was his brother nope that's who it is nope that's einstein okay sorry never mind super dave he was always old to me it was like Super Dave when I remember seeing Super Dave stuff on TV. I was like, it's like my dad doing dumb stuff. <laughs> Bob Einstein, yes, is Super Dave. Yeah. 
hurry up, do your research, figure it out so we can move into whatever the show is going to be about. The one topic. I already got it. The one topic at yeah, Survivor. What the fuck? Survivor? I don't know why I'm watching it. What, what, what the, when did Survivor come out? This is similar. This is worse, honestly, than us doing a review on Home Alone. Uh, abs- what? How dare you disparage our Home Alone thing? Survivor came out. I don't even fucking know. May 31st, uh, 2000. So you're talking about a 23 and a half. Pre 9-11. Year old <laughs> reality TV show. Just because you're mm-hmm. watching it. I don't think. Oh, look, I guess. I'm not watching the new season. I'm watching some past seasons. And the point that I want to talk about is that I tend to sort of hyper fixate on or just like binge watch, which I guess is what a lot of us do. Um, I tend to binge watch things that uh, I'm like working through for some reason. You know, like I watched a lot of Vanderpump Rules when I was um, breaking up with Travis um, because there was a lot of fighting and really strong emotions that were expressed and they were able to sort of move through that, even though they would be like a whole season of them fighting, you know, and and holding grudges and I don't know. And then I was watching my 600 pound life when I was dealing with my dad falling all the time and him not dealing with his own health issues. And so it was like some, again, like some cathartic viewing of people also not dealing with their problems. And then sometimes they would continue to not deal with them or sometimes they would take control. I was also watching intervention during that time. So I just, I wanted to see if you also have anything like that. Not with reality um, I know TV. You said you're watching Love is, you're watching Love is Blind. I'm not taking refuge in Love is Blind. You, what you just said is no. when difficult, and I don't mean to dismiss it. Look, it's helpful for you. I find it somewhat humorous though, that you are finding refuge and comfort in reality TV. And if you were using it just to disappear and turn off your brain, that would be one thing. But you're using it to relate to the world. <laughs> you're like, hey, this is what's going on in the world, which I guess something more like intervention. Well, it's not in the world. It's my it's my world. I know. But, you know, the, the these shows are providing a window to the rest of the world to you. And something like intervention is more grounded and serious than something like Vanderpump Rule, I guess. I don't know. Actually, no, because I've mm-hmm. never watched it. But. Mm-hmm. The name alone makes it sound very uh, closed off and walled and niche. It's like v- the Vanderpumps and their fucking farm. Oh, no, 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 no. And the people no, who no, no. run the farm. You're very mistaken. No, you don't. No, no, no. That is not and who that gives a shit about Vanderpump and his rules? I don't care about his rules. No, it is not. Oh, my God. Vanderpump is a wa- Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> she owns a restaurant named Sir. And she has a bunch of employees. The employees are extremely messy and you watch them deal with each other. Um, that's what Vanderpump Rules is about. Yeah. Why, but My 600 pound life and intervention, you, I, like you said, are more grounded. I would watch. But with Vanderpump Rules, it's not like the Kardashians that are extremely p- produced. There are seasons of um, Vanderpump Rules that are uh, really cooked and a lot of us uh, who are smart and into the show will like refuse <laughs> the those smart sect of us. Seasons. <laughs> the- I'm telling you, dude, it is 
such a good show. You know show. what I would turn to if I needed to really find myself and settle down and, and look inside? The Cider House Rules. That's where I'd go. High cinema. I'd go watch the Cider House Rules about a compassionate- See, you're making it like I'm trying to look outward into the world when really there must there's just like something going on inside me that's helping me work through I, I get that in my well, brain. You look to the yeah, outside but you're world. Saying like, no, people, it's not an insult. People look to the outside world often when they're feeling inner turmoil because that they it's nice to find other people who are dealing with the same thing. You don't feel alone. Maybe you can learn some things. You share some things. Maybe you can help someone else out. It's not an insult. I just think it's interesting that you find it in reality TV and not something like the cider house rules where a man leaves the orphanage he grew up on to go find out what the real real world was all about and what he was all about. And in the end it's shit and people get killed and have sex with their daughters and get them pregnant and women, women leave you for their, for their paraplegic uh, boyfriends who come back from the war. And then you return to the orphanage because you say, you know what? Fuck that shit. It's okay here at the orphanage. That's where I'm going to (laughs) stay. God, (laughs) that is not at all. What I'm looking for at That's, all. It's difficult. The world's difficult. And the Cider House rules. They what is wrong with you? Tells you how to navigate it. You just picked a movie that had rules well, in yeah. it. And then you had well, to. Well, that's, that's you Vanderpump <laughs> rules. Whose rules are better? Yeah, the rules of the Cider House are better. Some of the. 600 pound life. Go ahead and, you know. The whale. Find a movie that's the like whale. that. The whale. Yes. <laughs> See, it's. Talk about ungrounded. What does that mean? That's grounded? Nah. Unless you're talking about the end. Spoiler alert. I didn't see it. I didn't finish it. I was like, this is dumb. No, people who are this, that are this person don't behave this way. They really, like, they really painted him in this, I think, in a way that is not the way that these obese, like, morbidly obese people behave. He was ready to die. That was, but he decided not to be down about it. He said, you know, I'm ready to die, but let me fix a few relationships in my life. Just because his daughter was bad at acting. Oh, she was real bad. That that was like, I was already unhappy with the portrayal of this character. And then that daughter came and was just like, puffs and puffs. looking right at the camera, giving like, I hate you. Like, You're dumb. Giving the audience information. I was like, okay. It was bad movie making. No. I mean, it was a fine movie. Oh, he did so great because he was in a fat. Okay. <laughs> fat face. Just like Jew face in the Bernstein, Bernstein movie. <laughs> Which what? The uh, Bradley Cooper being in Jew face. Remember how that was a, <laughs> that was a big thing. <laughs> For what? For which movie? Uh, it was in the. Yeah. In the Leonard Bernstein the- movie. The the uh with Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know if she's in it. I don't think it came out yet. And uh, Batman. It's called Maestro. Oh, not that movie. I'm thinking of that one where they like are, um, they're like uh con men. They're like conning each other. And oh, and he was like in the FBI or something. Comes out November twenty second. Yeah, different movie. November twenty second. He's playing Leonard Bernstein, and to look more Jewish, he has on like a prosthetic nose, and people are angry about it. This is old news. I'm bringing this up. This has been around, but I just think it's strange. 
Like, ugh. If, he, if he's of the Ashkenazi persuasion, then a nose <laughs> is a way to, you know, Who fucking cares? That. Yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? And I do think that uh, there was some of that in the whale. It's like, oh, but you're not really fat, so you shouldn't be playing the fat No, man. no, no. That, stuff like that should not be listened to or given any validity because it's not yeah, real. People gonna, were not. We're going to find a good actor. You go casting my 600 pound life. Those people can't act. They can barely. No, they're addicts. They can barely breathe. I mean, maybe they could be in a good actor, but you, you wouldn't know because they're too busy focusing on their disease. It's just like, it's like, and you know, how would you even get them insured? Just like, just like, you know, um, so many other people, so many other actors who lose work because they can't get insured. Robert to Downey stand Jr. That's the most famous yes, example. Lindsay Lohan. But then they took a risk on him and he became Iron Man and he created one of the greatest universes. They didn't take a risk on him. He had been sober for years. No, it was still difficult. The studio still didn't want him. They said, eh, fuck that guy. We don't want to deal with this. Right. So they took a risk. There was still a risk. Somebody had to fight for him. Okay. The chef. The chef had to fight for him. The chef? Yeah, the guy who played the chef in the food truck movie. John Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau. <laughs> I knew exactly who you're talking about. It wouldn't come to mind. Famous yo-yo dieter, John Favreau. Well, that movie. Constantly thin and then also somehow constantly fat. That movie annoyed me because he was already divorced. His relationship with his ex-wife was strained. He hated working at the restaurant uh-huh. and you know wasn't able to do the menu he wanted and he yelled at the reviewer and he quit and he started the food truck and he started to find himself and blah, blah, blah. And they repaired his relationship with his kid and his wife. All that's fine. All that's real. Like it's nice if you, people are dealing with that. They get to dark places and they realize, oh shit, I got to fix things. But then he got remarried to his wife at the end. There's like a scene with the oh, wedding. He did? There's a scene with the wedding cake and the little figures on top. Come on, you need to fucking do this. It would have been better if you didn't do this because then it's too neat, too nice and neat with the bow. Right. It's like they're back together. Yeah. Come on. Didn't need to fucking do that. Don't worry. We needed to totally redeem him. Right. (laughs) It's like at the end, if somebody walked away with like, well, he still doesn't look like his wife. He's still an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. They they could have just had a nice relationship. Yeah, exactly. They could have been like they could have shown up at the kids birthday parties and been like laughing or something. And then it could be up to the interpretation of the audience to say, like, I think they'll get back together or. Oh, isn't it nice that they're friends now? Yeah, but instead they're remarried and at his new restaurant, which he was able to bankroll or somebody bankrolled because they trusted him because of his food truck business. Uh, he shuts it down for their wedding ceremony. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was a little It's like little in, um, it's in all these movies. Everything has to be like just. Uh, there's like no respect for plot or anything interesting there's no room for that it needs to be crisp clean mm, no no grit it's not completely like that i i mean there's plenty of it's movies not. just so many movies are i don't know if they tested it and it's like we don't feel good leaving it's nice sometimes when right. we don't feel good yeah you know what movie i didn't feel good leaving was monster <laughs> But I liked it. See, this is a lot. This is what people turn to. They don't always want to feel good because things aren't. If I was feeling like shit and down about a lot of stuff in my life and I went to see a movie with a happy ending, I would not leave feeling good. I'd leave feeling worse. No. I want to know yes. that other people fucking suffer too. <laughs> right. 
I, we've always turned to yes. books and movies and apparently reality TV to see <laughs> the suffering of others. And I don't think it's because you enjoy it necessarily, but you don't feel alone. And that's that's the lore to it. Reality TV, I just find to be funny because while a fictional movie is scripted, yeah. its purpose quite often is to at least reach these levels and these realms. It's like, all right, let's explore the human condition. And reality TV, I don't, I don't, is, I don't, also, I don't think it ever set out to do that. Maybe, but again, there's, there's a, no. there's a spectrum. Well, yes, it did. No, there's a spectrum. There's the the dating show is not necessarily. I, it's all exploitation and yeah, conflict no, that's all fake. and the housewives yeah. and shit like that. Maybe it started as mocking rich people. I don't know what. And then there's always been this no. weird lore for people who aren't rich to look at the lifestyles of others. Like, ooh, I wish I had that. I mean, there's partly that. And I know that something like intervention or uh, hoarders, you know, that is exploring and still. It's tough to say it's not exploitation, but the people do sign up for it. So therefore, I well, what they're what they're not doing on those shows is well, they trick the people in intervention, trying to make it worse. Huh? They trick the people in intervention. We're just going to follow you around to document what drug use is like, and then it's like surprise. What I'm saying, uh, those shows, they're not trying to increase the amount of drama or conflict. They might edit it in such a way that might you know, increase a little bit more conflict. You know what I mean? Like on hoarders or something, if they, if they take a glance at someone's reaction to something that didn't happen in that moment, just to give that moment more weight, you know, whatever, like that, they'll do stuff like that. But with the dating shows that you're talking about, they like ply women with alcohol as much as they can. They keep them there for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> they have to like... Well, they explore, to fall in love with some dude and they explore such that's so, not that's not that's not exploit that's not that's exploiting and that's also not uh exploring the human condition well yes the exploration is so shallow on love is blind it comes in, in with this big concept where is love blind so they put people in these pods where they don't see each other <laughs> and they talk and they form connections and none of the people are bad looking so right from the start, it's like, why don't you right. get some average looking and ugly people in there and then let people form those connections. <laughs> and then when it's revealed, let's really see if it's blind. But when you uh, are revealed <laughs> and you're good looking, it's like, oh, whew, thank God. Because what if someone's really racist? Like, oh, no, you're Asian. <laughs> I mean, that could be very, <laughs> very well could be a thing. Uh, it, it certainly could be. It hasn't popped up. And maybe they do a good job because those people kind of show their true colors pretty early on that they don't make it to the show. And then even past that point, then it's like, all right, now go on this honeymoon right after the pods when you haven't had a chance to really spend any physical time together. And like, that's not the fucking Mm -hmm. real world. And then they put them in this house or these apartments. That's not the apartment that either of them live in for a few weeks. Like now you'll just live your real lives and do your jobs and see your friends and meet your families. Like, okay, but that's still not, it's kind of half real life, but not at one point. Is there anything proving the way it would play out in the real world if you met somebody? Do you talk to them before seeing what they looked like? It's like in the real world, none of what happened on this TV show is going to happen. So it's not really the place sure. to to turn to if you really want to explore if love is blind. It's like okay, well, no, and that's that's a totally different type of reality show. That's good though. I'm not really that into. It's, I'm not into that type good. of reality. I show. got my mother into it. I look. There's five seasons. I've seen them all. But my mom, 
she, I always told her, I was like, you should watch it. You'll like it. She said, no, no. Yeah. And then put it on at the, at the house the other day. And she's getting tired. I can tell, but she's like, watch the next one, watch the next one. Let's watch the next one. <laughs> and then I, we left at uh, early morning, like five 30 in the morning to get to the airport. And my mom didn't go back to sleep and started watching again. So she's hooked. <laughs> she's got five seasons of pure bliss. Oh, I get it. Like I, I, if you turned that on, I would be invested and I'd want to know what's going on. Uh, and I would want to see the next one, especially the, the way they edit it, where they, they sort of, you know, they might leave something out. So you want to see what happens next. Um, but the shows that I'm talking about. Yeah. What are the rules of Vanderpump? I'll tell you one of the Cider House rules. You're not. Al- Can you shut oh, up? You're not allowed on the Can roof. Can I say? Uh, you're just not allowed on the roof. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Cider House I'm rules? I'm sharing the list of rules. So I want to hear what Vanderpump's rules are. It's not it's not about rules. It's just called that. Then why does it say there's rules? It's not Vanderpump's rules. It's Vanderpump rules. Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Just like the cider house rules. It's not cider no, it's not it's the like, cider house's rules. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about like well, they rule uh, like, a, is, like, is, like a dominion over. Yeah, like a like a, a an authority over people. That's usually what a list of rules are, though. That's the authority. But anyway, OK. No, you know, it's different. So, so how <laughs> is this? How is right. this a mirror to society in real life? It's not a mirror to society in real life. I'm saying it is a mirror to my inner thoughts and conflict. What do you get out of Vanderpump rules? I would like to know. Oh, my God. I already told you. I said. That it, it, I can, I see people. Um, oh yeah, they fight, uh, but then they arguing and fighting, and um, doing it so unabashedly. Where I'm so afraid and worried about, you know, getting to that level. And I'm not saying what they're doing is healthy, but it is probably you know healthier than you know what I was feeling and doing at the time. You know, and even the stuff between you and I when we would fight. You know, like. That was those were the really the first times that I'd ever fought with anybody like that. And it was a couple things. Like I think it was like you gave me a safe place to be able to react in a really genuine way and get like really fucking mad at you and express it verbally and <clears throat> you stayed you know, you didn't abandon me. Not like I'm so full of abandonment or anything, but you didn't um, like give up. Like you kept fighting with me or you listened while we fought, you know, and that was really helpful. And seeing that sort of play out also on Vanderpump Rules was really helpful, too. Like, oh, these people, this is another way of being. And yes, they might be trash, but at least they're expressing their true emotions, you know. I think with reality TV, it can set a contrast where if you watch the way a lot of these people act, look, I know nothing about Vanderpump Rules, so I won't speak to that one specifically. I know you don't. But it sets an example of people acting in extremes. And if you watch it, you're like, oh, fuck, these people are idiots. I don't want to be like that. Or you think about behaviors and feelings and the way you go. But then great. But I feel like so many people watch and they just think that's what it takes to make it. So... So then it influences them uh, in the wrong way and they 
start to I model mean, themselves. Those are the idiots. They start to model <clears throat> themselves after Stacy and Ariana and Tom and Jax. And her name is Stassi. Thank you. <laughs> her name is Anastasia. Oh my God. She's she's uh, a descendant of a Dutch princess or something. Then why is she working for the the <laughs> Vanderpump? She shouldn't be working on exactly. anyone's farm. Farm. <laughs> what does she own? Who? The Vanderpump woman. Vanderpump was on Real Housewives of oh. Beverly Hills and uh she and her husband uh restaurateurs. And so they owned Villa Blanca of uh Sir, which is S U R, and it stands for sexy, unique restaurant. <laughs> and then they opened Pump, and then they opened Tom Tom, and then Tom and Tom opened uh, Schwartz and Sandy's. Were any of and these then, good? I assume maybe the first restaurants were good because people didn't know who they were, so they had to be good in order to get success. Villa Blanca. Yeah, Villa Blanca was crap. Uh, There's a lot of really fun reviews about Sir. And like this woman got food poisoning. And like I listened to, you know, some recappers. Um, uh, sexy, unique podcast <laughs> uh, that talk about the show. And they, they talk about when they go to Sir and what they've gotten and how crazy it's been and how dirty the bathrooms are. And, <clears throat> and then... Uh, so it's just no. There's there's it's a lot. trash later there's on. Now they're just writing their name, but people go. It's like a Gee Fieri in the American <laughs> Kitchen, where they had the garbage can nachos or whatever it was. Ew! What? There was the garbage can. What was it? <laughs> garbage pail nachos, trash can nachos, garbage pail kids, the trash can nachos, garbage can dumpster nachos. It was something like that. I, the trash can Ew. nachos. Why are they called that? I think that? they came in a bucket. Just like everything they threw in the trash, no, they put I think they, on the nachos? I think it came in, in like a bucket, like a large bucket that was very deep. And they just had. That doesn't make any sense for nachos. Because then all the chips at the bottom are just chips. Maybe it's layered, maybe. Maybe if they did it correctly. Ew, but then they all get soggy. <laughs> maybe it's why the restaurant you closed down. You want a down. flat surface. This, you don't want a bucket sure. of chips. This is why the restaurant surface. didn't make it, why it shut down. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> He was riding name alone. He's also not even a chef. That guy was just, he just won a reality show, right? He just has frosted tips and a bleached beard. Well, he had a look, a dumb look. That's what I'm saying. But it was the look. And flame shirts. And he, look, he had a personality that people took to because he won this competition to be the next Food Network host or whatever it was. Oh, he did? Is that how he started? That's how he started. I don't know what I his, know I don't know what his background in cooking and chefing was. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't good enough to start a food trucking. Just a backyard chef, you know what I mean? Like just some grill guy. Uh, you know, he wasn't good enough to start a food like, truck. Like I use salt, pepper, and cumin. <laughs> he didn't get remarried to his ex after his success. <gasps> what an asshole! Actually, I don't know if he ever got divorced, but he likes yellow cars. God. He has a car collection where every car is yellow. Yellow. Yeah, bright yellow. Like his head. Uh, yeah, like a stupid, just ass like head. his head, so it blends in when he's driving mm. his Dodge Charger. <laughs> so anyway, cool. So the Vanderpump have restaurants that stink at this point, but they ride their name and they take advantage of people, and they probably think that they're better than others. And I hope that the people on the show hate them. 
Oh, it's hilarious. There's, there's, it's, so, I can't get into it because it's so layered and deep. Um, <laughs> deep. Honestly, it really so is. So what are some of the lessons? This is what I want to focus on. Where are some of the lessons you took from Vanderpump rules? Other than the fighting. I've already said. Other than the fighting. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. When you say. It was just a way to, for me to see people argue and sort of get through it. Okay. You know, and yell at each other and like freak out and have fights. Okay. And they got through it. I was watching. Well, like, I was asking because um, you said it was deep. And so I wanted to know what else it explored. Oh, oh well, I mean, just interpersonal relationships, bad behavior. Uh, you can you can like someone, you know, in in a handful of episodes and then think they're shit in another, you know, and you get like mad that they've made you. Yeah, just hate just them. Like real you know? life. People aren't static. Exactly. And there are people that. um are really uh, have really terrible behavior, but it's just when they're drinking. And then there's people that are just terrible at all points. And like, uh, it's just, uh, but still somehow like make it through their life being terrible. Okay. It's wild. Well, on to the next then with my 600 pound mm-hmm. life, your dad's falling a lot. Uh, how does. Yeah. So my parents were dealing with my dad <clears throat> frequent falls. And, um, I was, I was keeping my distance from it for a couple reasons. One, because I didn't feel like it was my responsibility to, uh, I don't know, to take on the burden. And also one a is also because they didn't seem to be doing anything much about it. You know, like they were waiting for doctor's appointments. And then, of course, they're with like Kaiser. So like three months from now, they were able to make an appointment, you know, and and in the meantime, they're not doing anything to help prevent him falling. And even a couple of years ago, I had sent some links to my dad about fall prevention, um, about like some senior stuff that he could go to to help get him stronger and like get him out of the house. And he was just like, never really did it. And like, I think he went to um, some... Uh, physical therapy and he went once or maybe twice and i asked him about it he was like oh yeah i'm not going anymore like why that doesn't do anything didn't do anything for me so uh, so you see this behavior played out in six my 600 pound life when they he says you need to lose 70 pounds and then they come back having gained weight yeah Right. And they're like, well, I don't know because I stopped. I'm eating just a quarter of what I ate before. I'm going to waste away. I got to eat something. Like, you don't have to eat. You eat for the past four years. I mean, it is easy to sit back and watch. I'm like, why didn't you lose the fucking weight? Just you want this, right? You want to you want to get that surgery? Yeah. I bet the surgery has gone way down since Mungo Jerry has come onto the market and Ozempic. <laughs> But the problem with that, it's just like when they get the surgery, because even after they get the surgery, they'll continue to eat poorly, but it will make them throw up. But they'll just continue to eat because they haven't really uh, addressed the core issue, which is why they were hiding in eating. And then also um, a lot of those people uh, become like severe addicts, like alcoholics especially, and die because they s- just transfer, you know, from eating to whatever. So, um, yeah, part of it is that they have to, it's, it's, it's watching them, uh, deny, like be in denial and then 
but still want the change, but not be able to do it. And then, you know, some of them do find the strength or the inspiration to get uh, healthier and they lose the weight and then they get the surgery and then they continue with it. And they're just like so much happier. And some people don't like some people like are, you know, they get the surgery. They don't lose any weight afterward because they continue to eat poorly. And like this, like a physical therapist will come and they'll send them away or like won't go to their appointments and stuff. And Dr. Now is very upset. You did this today. You're going to die. And they don't care, but they're like, they, they turn it around and say like, he doesn't understand my body. Like this is all fluid and I'm going to lose the weight on my own. It's like, no, you're not, you're just an addict. Um, so the people's so inability me, to help themselves. Yeah. And you're, or their ability to help themselves. Well, and the fucked up thing with, with the, the fucked up thing with intervention I was going to say is quite often, not quite often, but about 50, 50, it seems the person goes to rehab at the end and you feel good and they revisit them in three months and like, Oh my God. And then they just put on screen. They relapsed two weeks later. They died. Yeah, they like, what the fuck? They haven't fuck? been seen. Yeah. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all the best ones though are like, and you know, Jessica has been sober since 2009. Like, yes. Thank you. Well, you have to look at when those shows aired. So when you see that, I don't care. I don't look. Cause I want to, I want to believe it's from now no, on. You're, look, it's better not to look. You're right. Yeah. Uh, because any follow-ups quite often, not positive. It didn't. Oh my God. There was one, my 600 pound life that was so good and such like an arc, you know, where one part, like he was a kind of played a victim and then was kind of an asshole and then actually very sweet and like got all the support from his family. And then he killed himself. Yeah. There was something not at the end of the show. The show ended positively yeah. and you're like, yay, he's doing so much better. And then I looked him up and he had like, he killed himself. I was like, God yeah, because it's difficult. You get you get yeah. stuck. You get stuck in the rut. And the intervention, I know, and 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 my hundred six pound six hundred pound life, I couldn't imagine being that big. Just getting to that point took a lot yeah. of time and work. <laughs> I mean, it's more passive other than the eating itself. But you know, when you're using it as a coping mechanism, it's not like it's something you aren't enjoying, or if you don't enjoy it when it gets to the point you don't enjoy it, you're still just doing it. Mm. Um, I bring that up as opposed to the work it takes to get out of it. So yeah, you get stuck in this place that it's very difficult to get out of, which is why following up on those shows, not usually a good idea. <laughs> there's still, there's some success stories and that's, of course. And that's nice. But that lady that was the alcoholic and in intervention really early on, she's like, my babies, I miss my babies. She's, she, got sober and she's a uh she's an interventionist now that shows up on the show well i do think yeah people to me if i were in that spot an interventionist who had no clue what they're talking about hadn't hadn't been through it like shut the fuck up you don't fucking know anything Yeah, you don't know my life that's a real thing that's a fair thing even in just being a boss at work it's like if you are managing people who have a skill when you don't have that same skill it's like, who the fuck right. do you think you are? Shut up. Don't tell me what to do. That's why it's, I'm glad I know how to edit and mix audio. Now, granted, the people who do it every day are better at it than I am. and Right. They, and they might know some more things about it, but you understand it. Yeah, I, I understand it and I try to keep up with it. I'm just not doing it every day yeah. on the same level. 
Uh, I also think that sometimes people go a little too far with the technicalities that it's going to be very technical. It's like, just fucking make the thing. And if it sounds and looks good <laughs> and sure, there's a right way to people like that too. They look for little things to pop up so that they can be the ones that fix them. Yeah. You know? There's a right way to do things, but there's also a way to do things where the end result is good. And to me, that's yeah. the more important thing. But when you're dealing in high volume with uh, multiple people working together and sometimes passing things off, sure, you want a standardized you know, method that way someone else can jump in and know what the hell's going on. So that's fair. So what show do you watch to help you with that idea? Nothing. I don't I don't <laughs> watch any of the reality shows. Hoarders. Yeah, I want to organize if look, if the house is still nice, who cares if there's trash everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there was a time when I was watching my 600 pound life and thought like it was kind of comforting uh, because I was like, well, I'm not that big. Well, at least I don't do that. It's like, I'm going to eat more of this pizza because I ain't getting that big. And you still have the heart attack. That's what I don't get. Like if I just if I just keep eating the way I have eaten most of my life, I'll probably have a heart attack and fucking die. And these people eat what I eat that's bad in like a week. That takes me a year, and they just keep going. I look. I know that they don't yeah. have long lifespans, and they probably do have massive heart attacks. But the fact that that doesn't happen before they get to the point that they're at is what. Yeah, like so many other ailments happen before that, like all that lymphedema and like sores. You know, because their skin never sees the light of day. Yeah. It's like wet and moist. I would like to know the follow up on hoarders, though, who uh, there's not really ever follow ups. Did they move into a new house or did they get their house clean? And it's clean. Yeah. And they hoarded it again to the man who had all the well, rats. They must. If they don't, some of them, they'll say like they are currently in therapy. And so that is at least a little bit of like a. Because that's the same thing. Like you can't just give the the obese person the surgery and then they're just better because they just can't eat, you know, like or we just removed all your stuff. And so now your house is clean and you can't do it. Like, no, they're going to find ways to. I feel like to I, they're gonna continue. I hate the approach, though, where they should send them to Disney World and they should clean the fucking house. It doesn't solve the problem, but then you focus on the problem. I know that you need to teach them to be responsible for themselves and not to hoard the things. But. And it's like, I'm not nearly at the level that these people are, but the level of sentiment I have for things, it makes throwing things away difficult sometimes. And I tell you, once you make the decision and you throw it away and it's like, you don't fucking think about it again. And especially (laughs) houses like that, houses like that, there's so much shit. You don't even have an inventory of it all. Clean it. The person may freak out, but they're not going to know. My basket. Yes. They're not going to, there may be a few items that they know. I get why they say that's not the proper approach, but my fucking God, when you put things in front of like me, sometimes like, no, I want to keep that. I should keep that. I'd like to keep that. And I got this from this person and it was special. They thought about me and I, uh, even though I didn't like it and I hated the item they got me, it was nice that they thought about me. So I would like to keep that thing that I hate. (laughs) That's, that's a real thing. But if you, if somebody threw it away and then even they told me, it's like, Oh, I may say, why would you do that? Why would you throw that? But I, you can let that go. Yes. And the truth is if somebody yeah. threw it away, I probably wouldn't and didn't tell me I wouldn't figure out that they threw it away for years and years until I right. moved or dug through some box. I'm like, and even then. Even then you would just think it was somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just send the person somewhere and fucking Disney clean World. that. Well, that's what they used to do with the uh, 
the house building show with Ty Pennington. Oh, they did. They went to Disney. Yeah, because it was ABC. And it's like send them. A, yeah. What was that? What was that fucking show? Extreme Home Makeover. <sighs> where yeah. the people move that bus. Yeah, where they. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I think it's called Move That Bus. Where it's always dumb because they would hide the house behind the bus, but when yeah. they're pulling up, you can see the house. So maybe they're like, close your <laughs> eyes, don't look. Yeah, maybe they had blindfolds on. Move that bus. Oh, here's your brand new house that you won't be able to afford because the taxes are so high and you're still poor. And then the people <laughs> lose the house. And they Is that what happened? Yeah, that happened quite often. And then they always made those like rooms for the kids, which were cool, but it's like, yeah, the kid's gonna like that room for two years and they're gonna be embarrassed by, you know, the race yeah. car themed room with the the nine-year-old versus the 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, with the slot car track on the wall. Three years later, he's like, ugh. Yeah, and then your pa- family you know, doesn't have the most money in the world. So they're not going to switch it. Like, sorry, right. you got to keep living in that room. Sorry, there's a tree in your room now, and I can't. <laughs> it's like structurally a part of this building now. And I can't get rid of yeah, it. Think about the resale. I don't want to live in a tree house anymore, Mom. Yeah, and if they decided to sell the house, people are like, ooh, and they see the tree. They're like, what the Fuck, I don't want to. Yeah, that's going to cost a lot of money to get rid of that tree. Good luck. I'm not buying mm. this house. Move that bus. <laughs> see, now that's exploitation. See, I'm not in. See, there's. I don't there's know how certain... that exploitation. If you because, were poor, well, yeah, but you just said the reason why is because a lot of them couldn't afford it afterwards, and then they're just kind of stuck with this house. Yeah, I think they were trying to be nice, at least in that show. Uh, it wasn't exploitation. It was like they weren't putting them in situations that made them look bad True. or to get yeah. the content they wanted out of them. The content was the hosts <gasps> like, in the house. Like wife swap. I haven't watched it, but I assume. Ooh, sure. Wife swap. Wife swap's good. Why? Okay. So what do you get out it's of- It's not good. You, it's, t- it's terrible. What do you get out of wife swap? Nothing. I don't watch it, but- You're just like trash it's just, sometimes. It is a trash show. <laughs> it is like absolutely like let's- Let's um, let's torture these people. And then also, like, who cares if the kids consent or not? You know, we're just going to torture them, too, with like this mom, like this mom that comes in. And yeah, you, you've you grown up with this lifestyle. Well, guess what? That's about to change, little Demi. Those are worse because the parents who are the legal guardians give consent for their kids. It's like all right. those shows that uh, exploit people. I have to keep in mind, it's like, well, they did sign up for it and they are adults. But when there's, oh, absolutely. But when there's children, and it's like, my dad signed me up for this show. It's like, fuck yeah. you. And now I'm having to like clean the baseboards and mop the floors. I've never done it before. And this woman is now yelling at me to do it. And there's cameras in my face. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> People are so desperate to be on TV. Yeah. And I guess that's why they do the same thing online. But we're not going to talk about social media. Don't worry. So those are your three shows that you you turn to reality TV instead of movies that have been scripted specifically to explore the human condition where sometimes you get these real moving moments. And Oh, I I I I get that. That hits (laughs) just like a TV show does. But it's a little bit more of a like um, a commitment. You know, I have to pay attention. Ew. Instead of Who wants to pay half watching the show while I'm on my phone. Well, half watching the yeah, show. Yeah, while I play Plants vs. Zombies too. Yeah, while I'm on my iPod. I mean, iPad <laughs> and and iPod, sure. Because I was going to say, uh, while I'm watching on the TV with my iPad and then my phone in front of the iPad. But sure, throw an iPod yeah. touch in front of that so you have four screens. 
I got a switch game going. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing my nails. Man, that iPod touch. iPod when touch. I got that iPod touch, that was something else. King of the castle. It's like you can look at porn on this thing. Amazing. What? The suicide girls. Felt- Remember the suicide girls were popular? Yes, they do. <laughs> Tatted chicks, tatted sluts. That was big industry for a while. Yeah, I remember Tim was really into it. That's why I I brought it up. Um, Being just in Atlanta, it came up in conversation. Suicide girls. But I remembered it. And it's like, oh, yeah. They're just referencing something that had been brought up recently. That's what most conversations are. You have discussions. Look, I I told you that Tim brought it up just now. I didn't pass it off as my own. Unlike other people okay. who listen to. It's not that you you wouldn't need to credit Tim in this situation. You brought it up. I heard your sigh. It's just that. Like, oh, stealing what? other people's material, huh? So, Absolutely not. Who said it? Did I, it say you, that it happened I, on air? I heard it in your voice just now when I brought it up. Did it happen on air or was it just in conversation? It was in conversation. Oh, well, then you don't need to reference it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wasn't there for that combo. Suicide Girls still exists, though I'm looking on my work <laughs> computer, so I should probably stop. Should probably close that now. Mm. <laughs> they can. They're watching. They you. can. They see everything. They could come in and take control of the computer immediately. Maybe it'll just shut down. It's like you look at. I know my other computer that I stopped using that was the work computer is. Oh, the one that um, they sent me a new one, uh, and I stopped using that one too. But the old one, I c- it is a brick. I can't do anything with it. Have they asked you to send it back? No. I hate that they can do Keeping that. It for some reason. I've looked into ways to get off. Me get the, too. You can't. There's no way to get. You can. You can't. No. You can wipe the computer. Yeah. It still exists. How? Like I don't know what program they use there, but they use something called Kanji at my workplace, and yeah. it forces you up to update the computer. They can brick it. They can shut it down. They access it, and let me steal. Yeah, there was these computers at the old office before they shut it down. Granted, they were 2019, but they were very expensive Macs, like high-powered Mac Pros, I think. And during the move, I was like, man, they're not even going to set these up at the new office. Where are they going to go? I'm going to take one. Nope, it had kanji on it. I couldn't do shit about it. They didn't used to because my mom would take laptops that were going to go to recycling. But your mom, she would just take them. She worked in the department where she could take that off. Oh, she did, right? Yeah, she probably took it off. Yeah, I don't know if they had it back then or not. I'm not sure. They may not have. Like, I, I, yeah. I know that it's advanced quite a bit. But the people who work in IT, they can take it off. Then they can keep the computers if, if, if they want. Well, I love my compy now. It's my own. Oh, uh, would you get a Chromebook? I got an HP. Are you playing video games on it? You got Steam? Yes. I do have Steam. I play uh, Pass Part Out 2, which is like an artistry game, which is really fun. It's Ellie's. Like, she's she's putting me onto all these games. I was playing The Sims on it for a while. Yeah, but that gets, which one? Busting Out? No, just Sims 4. Yeah, maybe that one's better. Actually, I, don't know. I downloaded Sims 4, and then I just didn't want to learn to play it. I started playing <laughs> for five minutes. Like, I hate this. I hate this. But it's better on computer. Yeah. Like I got it on PlayStation, which stinks apparently. Oh, uh, okay. So I stayed away. And then I would play Bustin' Out. And it, my God, 
the whole thing was advance your career, but you still have to form relationships and you have to eat and you have to pee and you have to shower. Oh, I know it's so much work. And you have to watch TV and you have I to just, sleep. I started cheating. I was like, enable cheats. <laughs> like, I'm done with this. This is boring. And then I stopped playing. Yeah, it was, it was fucking annoying. It really. It is annoying. It really stressed me out. And I just. Oh, my God. There's one time I accidentally clicked on to have like a science baby. It was like, do you want to have a, a science baby? <laughs> and I kept saying, fuck, no, I do not want any kids here. And then I said yes on accident. And then I had this goddamn baby and it would be like crying and it would be dirty and I couldn't leave it alone. I mean, all these things that make sense. But I was like in the game, I was like, this is. This is too close to my life. I'm not interested. I don't want something else to take care of. Exactly. As it ties into what we're talking about, people <laughs> turn to the Sims. <laughs> I want yeah. a video game that's exactly like my life. Stressful, right. but I'm not really getting much done. And the greatest <laughs> motivating factor is my job so I can make more money and move to a bigger house and not have a roommate and have some kids. Ugh. No. Okay. That's, that's yeah. what you want to do. You should play Thimbleweed Park. I enjoyed that. I played that last year. Thimbleweed Park? Yeah, it's made in the same vein as those old uh, Maniac Mansion. Well, like Maniac Mansion or those other Sierra Hell yeah. games. It may have been made by, well, it's not Lucasfilm, but <laughs> I don't know if the people involved also were involved in Maniac Mansion. But I enjoyed playing that. You should look. It's on. It's on there. It's on Steam. Nine out of ten. It's got on Steam. That's a high rating. How do I find games? Thimbleweed Park. Oh, adventure game. Thimble. But you really need to solve some puzzles, and it gets a little difficult. And I got stuck. How do I spell thimbleweed? Just as you would spell thimble and you add weed on the end. I, I'm not finding it. T-H-I-M-B-L-E. Yeah. Oh, it's on Steam. Maybe it's on the... St it's on Steam. Yeah, you're probably searching what games you own. I'm probably looking somewhere else. Yeah, thimble. Well, you can... I found it. You can spend your time later. Thimbleweed Park. Just Thimbleweed Park, that's it. There's a bunch of other ones. Park Soundtrack. Thimbleweed Park Soundtrack Edition. Thimbleweed <laughs> Park Ransom Unbeeped. Oh, uh, that's one where they have the cursing. Oh. Because there's a clown in it. And oh, my God. Someone was talking to me. Okay. Oh, it looks just like Maniac Mansion. Yeah. Just like more pixels. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. But I'll I always like those games. I always like those games. I always played King's Quest and Space Quest and Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> and well, I loved Maniac Mansion, as you know. Oh, and Police Quest. <laughs> Police Quest? Yeah, it was another brand and the Sierra Adventure online gaming. Maybe it wasn't online. It was just yeah. computer gaming. Police Quest. You'd pull someone over for speeding and then you didn't like properly give them a ticket. Police and simulator. Then, and then, then you didn't give them the ticket following protocol and then you get a prompt. It's like She went to court and fought it. She got off and you lose points. <laughs> it's so pixeled this is hilarious well they're, they're yeah they're pretty old and they made vga versions of yeah. a lot of the things like leisure suit larry oh, this isn't actually an old game no they're old games oh okay they're all those are th thimbleweed is not that's new just to look like right yeah the old ones yeah or but newer. this uh police squad is <laughs> police quest 
then they made Quest. a then they made one called Open Season that was uh, utilizing new technology where it was filmed, so it was live action. Uh-huh. But it wasn't like oh. it wasn't like you would watch a video and you'd still control the characters and where they went. So I'm assuming there was a lot of green screen stuff, but it was so fucking pixelated. But at the time, I think people were like, "Oh my god!" If you look up Police Quest Open Season, oh yeah, like if you if you um like step really far back, it would look good. Yeah, but like a normal distance. <laughs> <laughs> really pixely. Yeah. And then you would walk around the streets of LA. And I remember the end of that game was uh, you find this murderer and, oh, this didn't age well. This did not age well. It was really creepy, though, because you went into their apartment. They had someone's severed head in their fridge. Um, <gasps> and at some point you get knocked out and you lose everything. So you're in the person's apartment, you find the head, and then you get knocked out and they take your gun and everything in your inventory. But then you find some hairspray and a lighter and you burn the cross-dressing murderer to death with a, with a torch that you make. What? Spoiler alert, but that's how the game ends. That's in Police Quest? Police Quest open season. Open season, okay. If you look that up. Yeah, this says, investigating what seems to be a simple car crash, rookie cop Sonny Bonds uncovers that's an old a homicide. One. Yeah, that's an old one. In pursuit of the death angel, Bonds must track down murderous <laughs> drug lord Jesse Baines before he strikes again. That's that's uh, one of the first ones. Sonny Bonds was the character in the first three, I think. But look up Open I Season. Okay. It's the fourth. Open Season was uh, John Carey, Detective John Carey. Look at this. John Carey. Look at those pictures. Uh, screenshots of that game. Wait. Police Quest Open Season. I couldn't find Open Season. Just type it into Google. Oh. Now you're looking on Steam. They probably yeah, don't have it on Steam. Steam. They probably don't have it. Yeah, on. they don't. If you type in Police Quest Open Season, go to Images, you'll see the head in the refrigerator on the bottom. <laughs> or on the second row. <laughs> Where is it? Ew! Yeah, pretty fucked up. Ew, it looks really... Ew! Why does it have one eyeball? No, that's somebody has the eye icon over the eye. Oh, okay. But that that looks cool. That the image. And look at the third row. You'll see Sonny burning the the person to death. Oh no! That's how you end the game. You. Oh my God! Who's that dead person on the bed? Another murder victim. Oh God! You weren't there in time to save that person, but oh no! But you get to burn this woman to death. God, what does this look like? This looks like familiar the way. You know what it reminds me of is those old computer games that you'd get, you know, like Carmen Sandiego or something where it would have images or like little movies in the middle of the game that you'd watch and figure things out. That's the way this looks. This Well, I, this game, I think, clearly is real backgrounds, probably static. Right. And a bunch of green screen acting. And then they put people yeah. in those positions. Anyway, maybe I should find that and play it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, we got to wrap up the show. Let me see. I pulled up the theme on my phone so I can play oh, it. Oh, okay. Thank you. I can play it that way. And I'll end the show properly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to One Topic. We tried to stay on One Topic. I think we kind of did. And I hope you liked it. Please uh, forgive us for our lack of effort. <laughs> There was, hold, on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's bullshit. There wasn't lack of effort. <laughs> yes, there was. In what? The show? That episode? There was effort? No, the lack of effort in the theme song. Oh, and my like, God. But you, the, you know, there's plenty of effort. You make it seem like we had this conversation. And I had plenty of thought into it. It's rude. Oh. It's rude. Sorry. There's lack of effort. That dog. Don't 
dog's gone. Dog, stay care. Oh, what was that noise I heard then? It was something else. Nothing. A ghost dog. No dog here. A ghost dog. This is my farts. Stop the recording.